to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and I started this podcast because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home, trying and often failing to live up to the challenges of being a fully-fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times, and I know that I'm not the only person who feels like this because I'm going to be speaking to a bunch of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they have faced and how they are able to absolutely smash life. Today's guest probably knows me better than I know myself and has been instrumental in shaping the woman I am today. Though she's the oldest person to feature on the podcast so far, she's the most youthful spirit I know. She's travelled to America, Southeast Asia, and she's lived her best life as Carrie Bradshaw in New York. Currently, she resides in Battersea as a campus recruiter at Citibank. Welcome to my very own blood and soul, my sister, Tanya Aldridge. Oh my God, I'm here, finally. Finally got the call <laughs> After up. begging and begging hey, to no be one on needs the to know about that. But um, I like Welcome. also, it sounded quite fun up until like, the end. What? Like, campus recruiter. Oh. The build up, I seemed so excited. I was, even I was like, who's this really exciting Who girl? Who is this woman? And then I'm like, gosh, what has she done with herself? Do you like how I said you live your best Carrie Bradshaw life? Yeah, in I know. New like, York, literally, cause... if you'd see my face, my, I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god. All the memories so came me. back to you. You're like, oh my I'll god. I'll take Carrie rather than Charlotte. I thought you might go down that route. But... Oh, you're not a Charlotte. I know. I'm not. I'm not. Um, so you <laughs> failed to mention the fact that my actual uh, intro should have been... Tan wants to basically do a receipts-esque intro, so I'm going to let you have so, it. So actually should have been your gal Tanya, Uganda's finest. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm going to do mine, Kazzy K. Um, no, you should have... No, because hers is Tolly T, so it would be Kazzy K. And you then, could do that and then we need to like a mamacita mamacita I'll just um, do both of those I can just be that. mamacita Kazi K there you go you've got a good us. and then you do the ow Um, how are you doing though? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I realise it's been a long day for you. Gosh, you know, working nine. Those bank hours now. You know, right? The virtual working life really <laughs> is hitting you hard. It's hitting me hard. That computer mm. screen. I'm actually quite glad that we're not a computer screen because we are in the exciting location. My in... new friggin' office, bitches! I yeah, I'm very excited. I feel like you need some sort of like Hollywood this is this is huge to commemorate. Music. Not only is it. Um, my episode ten, so we're now in double oh digits, which is really exciting. I know you've I've given you like a, quite a good spot, Tam. Not gonna lie to you, very iconic episode. No, I feel so and um, not only that, but yeah, we've got our new recording space, which I is know. super exciting. There's so many like gadgets and gizmos in here. It, it does feel exciting. a bit too professional. Like I kind of oh yeah, it's it's very you exciting. Are professional, do not downplay. I'm a professional. Exactly. I know. So you're good. I'm all good. Um, good. Yeah, I just started a new job. So I know it's very exciting. I know um, we're one of the COVID few to actually know, get so a job in in such strange times. Because you were saying that you've started a new job. I started at... a new job at City Bank. City Bank. Um, I can probably say that that's fine. Because um, <laughs> I'm a public figure. Um, you know, don't don't Google me. Yeah, so. Back to the world of banking, which actually I'm really enjoying. I feel just a lot more um, at home in that at environment. Home in the banks, yeah. And at home in a more global environment, because basically mm. where I was before was like, like had a few offices globally, but like not like on a big scale. Mm. It just yeah. wasn't the most diverse environment. And NGL, not gonna lie. 
Um, oh my god, I really sound like I know what I'm talking about with all these like abbreviations. Yeah, it's because you're all down with the TikTok kids. That's yeah, why you've gotta, you've you're gotta very keep, connected. You've got to keep up with these kids. Mm. Um, with the with the abbreviations, with the, with, the, with the choreography, it's just a hard. Let's let's bring it back. Oh, to um, where I think we should begin. Oh my god, you story. sound like a therapist. I know because no. you're sat on a you're on a. It is a bit like it is a very therapy vibe in here, isn't it? With I these couple like little sofas. Long, I know. Um, so obviously, you spoke quite a lot about perfectionism and how you feel as though it um, it kind of stopped you from achieving like the best that you could during your school times and Not I found that really interesting. the best that I could I think it's more like I think it means that you sometimes go down a path that maybe you weren't supposed to go down because you're too focused on perhaps I don't know like being the best that I think that's more kind of a, a kind of comparison thing I guess as well like, oh right you know okay. I mean? but yeah and that too I guess. So what you feel as though what in terms of what you decided to do in the end like the subjects that you chose and like deciding to do dentistry do you feel like that was all because you wanted to be like well, I mean, the like, best. I think that's just because also. So, anyways, okay, like, take it back. So, I went yeah. to obviously a very um, academic school. Yeah, um, like, I'm um, very like feminist, like, which is obviously a good thing to kind of be in that sort of environment that you know yeah. you can do whatever you want to do. But it was more like um, just real pressure to always be high achieving and always mm. like, yeah, like, just I guess really be like always be on your game and like always. Like for just instance, excel, you have to excel yeah, so all what, the time. Um, There's like no room for error, really. Yeah, basically, like um, I'm kind of waffling, but say for instance, um, oh, I don't know if I can see these stories. Like for instance, like one time in English, there was a um, a girl that um, was I think I know out. what you're gonna yeah. say. Wait, was, you know how they make you read out in English, yeah. for instance, which so, is like the most anxiety-inducing. It thing really is actually. The... Yeah, so like obviously I won't name her, but she obviously I hope she's not got PTSD from this occasion. But, um, she <laughs> probably does get like yeah, Vietnam probably, flashbacks. From yeah, it. so there was yeah she was reading it um reading out like a segment passage passage as you say i didn't do english um she said melancholy instead of melancholy <laughs> i did no i know it's like it's I so actually, stupid i don't actually know if english was her first sorry language. as it is so stupid that people would pick up on that yeah. not that it's so stupid God, that yeah, she would say like it. the the, literally the laughter the finger pointing the, the <laughs> just the abuse that poor guy got you know oh my god really just like slipping up you just, yeah, the thing is he couldn't slip up I'm god, that is time, absolutely savage I would live in pure fear yeah, every I'm day one time, like, I just think it really created for a very like um competitive environment it sounds yeah just yeah just I think also the thing is I think um high achieving environments are where you it's like a to-do list of life I think a lot of people um that I grew up with school-wise, we've kind of got... Same we're mentality. Still, we're instilled in this mentality that, you know, you've got to go to Cambridge, you've got to do this, you've got to get, um, you know, all A's. It's like a one-track mind, really, before, isn't it? Um, A-stars came into um, the equation. And then you've got to... After that, you're then going to go into this kind of job and then you're going like to... law school and then Yeah, this, then you're going to get married and then you're going to have a kid and then you're going to get a dog and then you're going to get this house and then you're going to get... And it's it's just, very like paint by numbers, isn't yeah, it? So it's obviously, a really like formulaic way of living your life. Yeah, so I think... I mean, like... I think maybe now it's obviously changed because times have changed, but I know yeah. that, for instance, when I um, was at school, I think I often felt, if you're kind of ever going through stuff, if you're feeling, like, anxious or, I don't know, or anything like that, that obviously, like, no one really talked about back then. I think, um, and I think, yeah, being in that environment, if anything, 
exasperated the issue because there was like a lot of a stigma and no one really spoke about it it's almost um i can imagine the mentality is like that is like having any kind of form of anxiety would like show almost weakness yeah i think that is is and that's and that's like a thing that it seems as though they would condemn is like any form of vulnerability which is actually like I personally think, especially talking to a lot of people, that vulnerability is, like, such a superpower. Like, when I talk mm. to a lot of people, they're, like, as soon as... That's when I make my deepest connections with people or, like... Mm. Um, I remember when I had Nicole and she was, like, being transparent and vulnerable has been the one thing that has, like... Really? ...connected yeah. me to so many yeah. people and basically, like, given her the network that she yeah. has now. I do think It's also, weird that it's, like, it was seen as a bad thing to be vulnerable. Yeah, it is, yeah. I can definitely tell that I think that some of the like friendships I've made I don't know yeah I think I've made like some really good like lifelong friends Mm. the older I've got because you just like I guess it's natural isn't it you know yourself more don't you You yeah you're more sure of yourself yeah but I think also because you um when you're younger you kind of aren't as vulnerable and you aren't you kind of just not do stuff to fit it fit in but you know a little bit of that though definitely like you put on a bit of a face don't you yeah you cover topics and conversations probably though like when you're older, right, you probably wouldn't have done when you're younger. Yeah. So therefore, like, you make connections with people, like, um, yeah, perhaps quicker or just deeper connections with people when you're older because you've got to that point. Mm. Um, that you can thing. be more open and honest with people. Yeah. I feel that. But you kind of feel as though that was, that was the time in your life that kind of maybe um, began feel- that feeling of, like, comparison and... Mm, I mean, I think I've always had it in me, yeah. though. Like, I think it just brought it out in me even more, like... I've always felt this need to obviously like be um Judging, be the best. Yeah. Um high achiever like um like judging your life on, uh, compared to where other people are in their life as well. I guess just yeah just the whole feeling of like, you want to smash life and you want to try and like do everything as quickly as possible and um everything to kind of go right the first time and like not want things to go wrong basically yeah I guess like it's such a it's such a ridiculous expectation to hold though on yourself and I'm not just saying it to you but like no no everyone does it and I definitely feel as though again I think that is our generation and maybe it is the social media generation or whatever where you see you it's because you do see people who do like there are a very very much like minuscule I think it's really percentage of people who have made it yeah a really young age but they're the people that you see on oh yeah like when people would be like oh I'm on Forbes 30 before 30 and everything and like all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah and you're just like oh god we and it's, it's an unrealistic expectation to put on yourself for sure but if that's what you're seeing and that's like what surrounds you of course you're like then it makes you look at your own life and think god am I not doing as much like I remember always looking at I and I still to be honest I still do it now where I like I don't know, I'll be like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence got a, her first Oscar yeah. at 21. But like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, that's the thing they were all like Hollywood actresses. Yeah. Right? You can be like, well, like... But that's what I mean. This is what we consume. And then we're like living our lives to the... <laughs> living our lives to a Kate Hudson standard, <laughs> apparently, is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, do you feel like that's why you decided to go for dentistry? Like, because it's a very... I just feel like um, at Kendrick, that's such a kind of classic thing to do. It's like lawyer, medicine, dentist are like like very classic role. There were like very few roles that you could kind of fit yourself into that were seen as high achieving 
role like yeah you had to very conventional do you know what i mean yeah yeah she's something that was although you did always have a fascination with teeth which i always found a bit i I quite actually enjoy going to the dentist well it's also the whole thing isn't it the fact that you've got to like decide your life so early like my combination of um a levels so sciencey, yeah. Like, so I had you were so we could not be more opposite so in terms. I of quite what we like did. a definite answer. I think that's why. Yeah. Um, compared to, but then also, now I kind of I'm a lot more interested in kind of creative stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, just, but you've always been interested in creative arts. But I do. I definitely get that with like your kind of. Um, like the way that you are and your mentality having definitive answers I can definitely see like you enjoy that much more and that like rationale behind things like maths and yeah like why like, yeah exactly is, why instead of like not being able to have I like yeah you're yeah, the you're like right. subjectivity of um of English you probably find oh my god yeah, the fact that you like, like what's there's all... no real answer yeah like so what, what do you interpret whereas I used to like, love that why don't we just um I don't know. Obviously, we can't interview William Shakespeare, can we, and ask him, <laughs> what were you thinking when you wrote that? That's why I found really annoying. It's yeah. Like, but how did you feel when you decided to go against the, the dentistry route? Did you feel like... <laughs> go against the go, grain. Go against the a grain. Break, break yeah, exactly. The, the shackles of, uh, of a grammar school. But, yeah, no, for you to, to kind of go against that. I can't remember if mum and dad were... What their response was. I feel like they're quite go with the flow, if I'm honest. They were they weren't too hard on us about yeah, stuff like that. They didn't I like pressurise us. I just wanted free dental. Um, free dental care, yeah, that's yeah. so that's classic them. But um She actually to be fair, she definitely did. Cause she still talks about that now. If I ever leave the dentist with like a massive bill, she's like, could have been Tanya, could have been free. I'm like, all right, mum. Yeah, but I look back to that I actually really hated it because I really don't like being in the same place that like yeah I, like the fact you'd go into the sea that's what i mean it's like very contained yeah. very and looking into a mouth um but obviously yeah you went for your your gap year and then you decided to study uh, yes. psychology yeah so Warwick. basically i realized that i was actually quite interested in well actually i think yes yeah, so i was interested in psychology i chose psychology i think i just wanted to kind of like sometimes understand a bit more about like sometimes myself and what i like felt and thought and stuff like that mm. and it made me then just sort of start thinking like about yeah i don't know maybe then kind of think about like psychology with the combination also of like i guess the um different things that i study as well the subjects so um because it's a little bit mathsy um and it's like well statistical oh right okay. and obviously as well like kind of like the human biology side as well so mm. kind of was quite a good combination of stuff i'd studied I felt the need to jump into a job quite quickly, I think. I think I just feel like, actually, do you know what? I need to be in London. I need to like, have a have a job and, um, and move to London because like, everyone's doing that sort of thing. So then... Do you think that's, that's definitely then, your kind of like the um, maybe that's comparative thing again coming in where you're like, oh, if everyone's doing it, I've got to kind of follow suit. I think that's a kind of fear missing out a little bit, I think. Yeah. And I do definitely see that. So, yeah, so anyway, I ended up in um, recruitment, um, that classic... That is a very classic career, route, yeah. ...career path for those that do not uh, know what the hell they want to do, and I'm sure... Because it makes a lot of money very quickly, like, at an early age as well, I feel. that's I feel like that's the biggest hook. It was fun. It was fun being young and doing that because... There it's... is such a recruiter's lifestyle, isn't there, which is very, like, work hard but play even harder. Yeah, it was very fun. It's like, it was always something... Go, go, go. And you'd have, like, Funday Fridays and you'd, like... You know, not work on a Friday and then um, open the beer fridge at like four and you'd also like every Friday there'd be like um, or every Friday of each month or something you'd go and do like an activity for the whole day like so 
It was just a real like, and it's mostly young people as well, isn't it? So you're kind of around a lot of like like-minded and young people, which yeah. I guess is super fun. Yeah, which I've, it's really actually, young. I've never had, but I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to talk about New York and that... New York! No, just... Because um, that was quite an interesting opportunity. Had you just come back? It all feels a bit of a blur okay, to me now. Okay, so Mountbatten, a really good opportunity because it gave me the avenue into um, using what I'd learned or like what I was doing before into um, an internal HR environment, which is what I basically wanted to do. Which I think a lot of people who've done psychology, they quite a lot of people do go down like a HR kind of people oriented. Yeah, because um, that's what role. they now call it, don't they? They call it like an people HR and oper- people person. Oh yeah, like or people, like people, people and culture, people operation. Like every firm's got oh, a different ops. human okay, capital. Like that's also another one. Ooh, yeah. I've never heard that one. Yeah, okay, that's, that's um, quite swanky. I think that's a term. Mm. And then um, so yeah, so uh, lots of different ways of calling yeah HR HR, and um, so it's a really good opportunity for do that. So move to the US not knowing anybody that I was living with or whatever. But I think, and I think that's really important to discuss because I think um, as you as a person, you are very like, you do overthink a lot of the decisions that you do and you are like a bit of a like worrier in terms of like things that happen in the future. But then in the same note, you are like so incredibly ambitious and brave, like, I don't think of myself as being a worrier, but the idea for me of like moving to a completely different country and not knowing a single person is like so daunting. I genuinely don't think that I could do it. Because I think about it a lot where I'm like, oh, I would love to go to New York, but God, I don't know anyone there. Like, it would be horrible. Mm. But you're very like, it's so amazing that you're in the same note. So like incredibly ambitious to be able to just like take such a massive leap of faith to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to to New York, not know a single person, just like get on a plane and go and do it for a year. Yeah, it's like so brave and courageous. Like a lot of people would not be able to do that. I think I, I think only realised that when I came back from all of it. But I think um, I I'm a really odd one in the way that I really like change I get I guess maybe I get bored quite easily yeah you're quite complacent uh, yeah. no not not complacent no what's um, the word? like you don't like complacency 100% um I also just really enjoy traveling like seeing the world and I think I want this massive like thing as well of like I need to see do like yeah it's the whole thing of seeing do everything like before it's too yeah. late but I think that's because like I know that I'm very lucky to have an opportunity to live life sort of thing yeah from things that have happened in the past so that's why I have that mentality but which is good and it's also bad because also life has got to take its course. You can't you, you can't know. rush things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I yeah look back now and I guess yeah realize that that was quite brave. Um, but did you realize like was there no point at the time? Like was it when you were on the plane where you were like God, this is quite a big deal. Like was there no part in the process where you were like, like God, this is a, a big decision for me to just like up my life and go and live in New York? Because it, it yeah, do you know what? Now I look back, I don't actually. It doesn't feel... You were just, like, super excited about it. I've I done those so many things. I look back and I'm a bit like, did you not feel... Well, you know, like, when you, people go to university, some people are a bit like, oh, I was, like, so scared to go to uni. Like, you know, this mm. whole new environment and just be, like, you know, not know anyone. I just don't look back and ever remember that night before being, like, sat in bed being terrified. I think I just... Maybe I just get on with it. I don't know. I it Normally it hits me um, kind of afterwards where, like, the initial transition... I sometimes right. think like, this is a bit like. Um, so you don't really like think about it at the time, and then once you're actually in it, you're like, oh god, okay. Yeah, because like, I really very... like to know 
which is weird because I put myself in all these weird new situations. Yeah. Like, and which you would think somewhat like that. Someone who hates change. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I hate change, but I think I do. Hate you do change. hate change, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm in it, I because I like to know the answer and I like to also feel comfortable, comfortable, and yeah. To, yeah, to know yeah what's right and what's wrong sort of thing. So, um, yeah, going into that environment, I guess when you're yeah when you get into that point, you're a bit like oh, what's going on? But then. You just kind of push through it. Then when you find your feet, I think you just kind of cling on to something kind of positive happens. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm like sort of finding my way. And then you just kind of, yeah, it's and just then the, one some momentum And then it kind of, of just, other. yeah. But also, you've got to put yourself in these situations because you find out new things about yourself. And yeah, you keep on, definitely. And you also kind of keep on, by doing that, you also find out new positive traits about yourself. Because then I kind of like, when I got there, I was like, oh, do you know what? Like, you can make friends anywhere. You can, you know bond with people from any background or like do you know like yeah yeah yeah, definitely stuff like that so I think um I've always been an advocate for putting yourself in really uncomfortable positions because as you say it's where you learn the most about yourself Mm. it's kind of like a fight or flight thing isn't it but when you do it it's actually yeah and also just to like push yourself is I think really important you're only ever going to learn something from it so it's definitely worthwhile yeah what's your best New York impression go my best New York impression yeah I know like, like a New Yorker can you not do the New York accent? Like New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> New York. No, it's really, it was a while ago now, I feel like I've... What would you say is, like, the biggest thing that you learned from your time in New York? Also, because you were sharing a room, which is a very intense atmosphere to go into, Yeah, isn't it? I know. Bigger, it's very, like, bigger boarding school. I've already mentioned you already. Um, Sasha. Yeah. Oh. Sasha Brew. Um... Yes, yeah, so how was that? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I went out there, I was like, this is not normal. Um, did you not just know? Not... Did you only know when you got there? You're like, oh, we're showing rooms. No, 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 you knew. Like, oh, I, okay. I, I, like, messaged, um, like, we messaged each other kind of briefly. But did you? Also, me and, oh, Sa- so me and Sasha are quite similar, that we're not real, like, messing, like, you know, we don't really, like, we're bad at, like, what's happening and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the fact that there's, like, us... Two we, people together, you're like, Yeah, okay, we actually were very well, like, like, a dating app. We were very, like, well-matched. Um, <laughs> and we also worked together as well, which I think, like... for That's me, very intense. Yeah, like, it's crazy that it worked out as well as it did, and... Yeah, because you could have ended up, like, fully hazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can you imagine? <laughs> and it's, like, the room was, pr- like, was small. Like, I mean, it's probably actually really similar to this setup right here. Like, But I can imagine at points that it's really frustrating because you are very much a person who like needs their privacy and needs their private moments so how did you cope with like finding time to yourself but then it also kind of made me realize like maybe i like i don't always you know do you know what i mean like actually i think as you get older you do kind of need time to yourself and i think actually that's Mm. something that um you begin to to learn and i think other people also you appreciate about other people as well like it's natural to need time to yourself Yeah, yeah because i think i it's weird one though, but I really feel like I need other people. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't like being in my own company. Well, at least I used to not really like being in my own company. I needed to be around people, but then I used to quite like um, always being, you know, quite on it and energetic and chatty. And, and then I felt like um, a bit bad if I was quiet or like not that, um, not giving as much to something. Mm. I would kind of feel bad about it. But then, as you get older, you realise, you know what, like good friends will like you know matter Stick what yeah. yeah 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 like you know good bad and ugly and no matter what mood you're in so actually now I'm just a bit like I but I think that's also something you mature and like learn don't you that it's fine to be like you know off one day you can be you know a rude bitch and hopefully someone will still be <laughs> a friend still be there yeah still be there so. yeah and I also think um on the 
flip side of that coin, if you feel like just, you know, if you wake up one day and you've got plans with a friend, but you're just really not feeling in the mood, I do feel like there needs to be more space of acceptance to be like, look, you know what, I'm actually not feeling great today. Can we postpone this? Instead of being like, oh, why is this person... I really try to um, I think having that acceptance as a mate to just be like, look, I totally get it. I'm not in the the best mood today. Like, let's do this at a different time. Because I do get that where you're just like in a really... Self-care. Exactly. When you're in a groggy mood and then you drag yourself out the house because you're like, I don't want to let this person down. And what's the point? Because you're just sat there you know, not... Hating the experience. And yeah. the person there's like, this person is crap company. And then you're like, neither of us have yeah. really got and anything from this. And chances are, that person wants to bail as much as you. Yeah. But no one wants to be that person. Yeah, and you don't want to break... Fit, yeah. It? Chances are, if you say to your friend, like, in the morning, I'm really sorry, but I'm feeling quite, like, knackered. If someone said that to me, I've had a really long day at work. Like, You'd be able to completely yeah, understand that, look yeah. look after yourself. Do you want me to, you know... Yeah, you, you don't want to push someone. Or, you know, or I'll see you again, or, or whatever. Do you, like, don't, um... Don't push yourself. So, yeah, self-care. Self-care is key. Self-care is completely key, for sure. Um, Another thing that I wanted to discuss with you is, obviously, you are on the precipice of being 30. And I feel like... You are very much a, um, like, you love... Oh, yeah, I know. You love to reflect. Or a real reflector. You're, a, you're the I biggest, hate, you're a big reflector. I hate New Year. I was going to say, New Year, oh, my God, it's so funny. Every it year, I'm like, it's coming. Spiral, yeah, of, like, what have I achieved? That is, like, yeah, that's, maybe that's the comparison aspect of, like, what if, like, tried to what work does this, on, What have I done in this year? Really, you know, instilled in me. But um, weirdly, though... At this current point in time, I don't know if it's COVID and all and the shit show that is 2020, <laughs> but I, but actually, you know, I've always sort of said that even like back when I was like 25 and everyone kept being like, count down to 30. I'm like, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I've actually, I don't look at it fit with fear. I look, That's good. No, yeah, not at all. Because I like, think about some of like, so you've been there reeling off all these like celebrities that did, you know, Kate Hudson or whatever, like 24, like in, what's it called? Yeah. Um, that movie. But like then name like, you can just name so many more people that have done such profound. Ginormous things later in their life. Yeah. yeah or like yeah, in their yeah. 30s. I just like. If I was to reel off now, some of my, um, I guess maybe like, why would I look at a younger person apart from some TikTok celebs, maybe? But um, <laughs> not Addison Ray. We should have made a drinking game for how many times we've mentioned TikTok. TikTok. I think with age comes wisdom. Yeah. Like, yeah, that comfortabil- comfortability. Am I just making up words now? I was like, I don't know. Comfort, think that's that comfort. But yeah. Okay, think about like, Michelle Obama. How old was she when she, <laughs> not to bring it back to Michelle, not that I ever brought back The Queen Michelle, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, think about, well, I yeah. guess her um like re- like if you've you read becoming like um obviously she did that whole thing like being in law first and like didn't like it that's like essentially her 20s yeah Tell yeah my friend and found like what what she felt passionate about and like and that's the thing like yeah i just i just feel like you're only going to learn more you're only going to feel more in tune with yourself yeah i think um, there's definitely a view that your 20s are where you find yourself but i think your 20s are still very much full of loads of insecurities and I think mm. that's absolutely fine but it's just kind of working through those insecurities yeah. and then your 30s are really where you blossom be aware that because we're now in a very different world we're in this like social media like digital world of stuff that I think that this kind of like le- like finding out about yourself 
stage actually might take a bit longer because you've got you there's all this stuff that like if you think about um our parents they didn't have all this comparison or this other kind of you know mm. other stuff that they could just kind of get they were on bombarded with, yeah. with constant media so i think like and i mean i talk about this all the time but like obviously it's great to stay connected with your friends and you want to yeah. know what they're doing but constantly being being bombarded because as we always say everyone always puts their best foot forward on social media you're never going to see people's like darker moments you're never they're never going to yeah. be like you know super that's why guys just quit it you know exactly which create i was going to say a, is um, why create a, an account for your cat and see <laughs> that instead I was about to say because you came off social media how long ago? Um, I think it was Christmas of twenty. You've not, and also your Facebook profile picture is obviously uh, you. Since as I like... was, yeah, I've not changed since twenty thirteen. Which years is old. shocking, but yeah, no, I think. Would you say that's one of the main reasons that you came off social media because you just felt as though it wasn't adding value to your life, and that as someone who does compare themselves a lot, it, you didn't feel as though. I do kind of like I do remember like back in the day like you know if you've like I don't know not got a plan that day mm. and somebody's posting these things that they're doing that day I mean like oh my god crap like why did I why am I, I wasting home, my day wasting my day like that's more like I guess how I would you know the kind of comparison mm. that I'd make but yeah not healthy at all yeah um, and yeah do you know what it is just. Um, it just takes up a lot of time, doesn't it, as well? <laughs> it's actually just incredibly really time-consuming. time-consuming. Yeah, yeah that's really why, That was one of the main reasons why I personally, obviously, like I said, live through the cat Instagram, um, <laughs> which is my cat. Um, Tanya's um, uh, Chris Jenner marmager for her cat, I, Wyclef. Yeah, you can follow him on Plug It, go If on. you've got any, like, modelling work for, like, probably the most, like, beautiful a, cat An adorable you feline. Would, yeah, I've ever seen. He's very, like, well-tempered. <laughs> Um, he actually is he's just very chilling he can he can do many a pose but yeah so I don't mind it for obviously I live through his account which is just more for like um, obviously like close friends worthwhile but uh, yes yeah, yeah. So yeah, worthwhile people like worthwhile figures that have good content that's actually worthwhile seeing I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. mind that and then therefore I don't you know like for instance what you're saying like you posting something on your um, for your Instagram account that's a worthwhile content so yeah, I think that's yeah. fine. As a means to an end, it's the yeah, it's the like vapid content of like um, yeah, that I just like didn't... social, basically like Love Island people, where it's yeah. just like here's me in a pretty little thing outfit yeah. in another bikini and another pose, and you're like, this literally adds no value to yeah. my life. Yeah, when you sort of see it like yeah, and I also hate the awareness that like I am being sold something. Yeah. It's like I know that this is a, this is a marketing thing that yeah. you're not just posting a picture. It's like had a great day at and then tags all of these things it's like I just hate how yeah. fake it's all become now we digress there on turning 30 um, like I said at the moment you feel good yeah I think the only thing is that you know people always put this pressure on this like um, if you go back to that kind of to-do list of life where are you at what have you done but I just you can't think like that yeah because um, I was going to say that um, timeline no exactly and I think you, you mentioned this a lot that you have your own path and that you have to have patience with you know the journey definitely you know chase your dreams you know and and i do also you know if people are a bit like oh but um i wish i you know done this i wish i'd done that or like i wish um i was i don't know you know if people complain about things that you can actually action those mm. things you know action you are you can be in control of that sort of yeah, stuff yeah definitely um but i think also 
you've got to be mindful of that you're doing something for you and what is your desire not because society tells you that you should you be need doing to, yeah that's, I mean, that's a box ticking essentially exercise. the main concept of what i was trying to waffle on about saying yeah. earlier that do what like innately like feels like right your yeah and not because i should do that because so and so is doing that or i should do that because you know the world tells me that i should be married at the age of yeah yeah no mad rush what's meant to be will be um case of our sarah yeah (laughs) just is that i feel like maybe you should probably feed out with that song um something that I also found really lovely and interesting that I want to chat, chat, chat. I wanted to say chat and talk to you about is um the I asked you about mentors in your life or people that have had a, oh, a yeah. massive impact, and I think it was so lovely. And I one thousand percent agree, agree that, that mum is yeah. um, a great um, mum. Key mentor, yeah. I'm actually really terrible at that. If you ask me questions like um who do you look up to or like what's your favorite move anything that's like kind of like you've got to think pinpoint a certain person yeah no i know what if you something's mean. not it's so really, definitive that you're like Ugh, i can't, can't actually answer that yeah what's your favorite song of all time i do think it is yeah i think it is mama keeks because um i think without us even realizing she's instilled a lot of really good core sort of attributes in us like she's um, a feminist icon that's yeah for sure. but do you know what in a very subtle way. Yeah, in an African subtle way. I yeah, think. an African subtle way. She's given us a lot of autonomy, I think, as kids to just like find ourselves, which I think is, but is really great. You like, she is like, like also in a very subtle way, like fearless as hell. Like she moved to a different country, like, yeah, Worked married a man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. International job. She moved, like, she moved to Rome with work, for instance, moved mm. around, came to the UK with her job you know didn't know anybody then obviously then got a best friend auntie julia auntie julia yeah yeah she just but she just like gets on with it mm. she does just also like she's got very good like, it's perspective. a bit it's a bit yeah and she also knows like how to yeah balance rationalize so and yeah i don't know she just she's just i think she's probably one of the strongest people i know yeah so i very much look up to that and I mean, I probably could not handle, like, half things that she's gone through in life, like, as well as she's done, so... Well, which um, age out of your 20s would you say was your best year? I think probably, like, 26 onward. Like, yeah, 26. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that was quite iconic. That is a very iconic year, to be fair. You were genuinely living your best I life. I just think I realised a lot and learned a lot and... Yeah, came back to the UK and I just felt, you know... Like a whole different person. I feel like it did really invigorate a whole different like life in you. But yeah, no, it'd be great to discuss a little bit because you're coming up to... Is it seven or eight years now that you and Michael have been together? Yeah, so it was, yeah, so it was um, seven years in January, but then, you know... <laughs> Those little little stumbles you, and turns on the way. But no, I think that's it's really interesting because um I feel like you have learned so much about yourself in that relationship, but also I think something that you know you can be 
the right people at maybe not quite the right yeah. time. Yeah. And I feel like you guys had some friction before you went to New York and as you've said already that was like a massive period of self-discovery for not only yourself but Michael as well yeah and that you guys were like able to come back together after that not even intentionally but just like your paths kind of crossed again yeah and um yeah that you'd had so so much kind of maturity or like yeah that you'd grown so much that it felt as though it was kind of right at that time it's a tough one because like I also don't want to tell people that, like... To keep doors open in yeah, relationships. Yeah, exactly that, because I think also, like, I probably would have told... If Yourself. somebody told me this, that story, I probably would have maybe have said something else, because I'm obviously like, you know, girl... You can live on your yeah, own. You don't, you don't need, need that, man. man. You just go off and do your you know, own thing and, you know, explore new options and stuff like that. But during that time, for instance, in New York, like, I... I didn't actually ever feel the real, like, desire to, like, get in a relationship. I just kind of, like... Yeah. I just was having a really good time with all my friends and just, like, loving life. Um, so, yeah, so, like I said, like, if I'd heard the story, I guess, from somebody else, I probably would have maybe said, like... I didn't know if I'd given that advice. Yeah, Because it, it was never just really your intention and... for you guys to get back together, really, was it? It was... you when When things ended it felt at that point that it was a clean break. Or, I mean, it felt for me that it was a clean break. <laughs> I felt like I was living through that relationship <laughs> maybe more than you at that point in time. But, like, when when things ended before New York, it did feel as though, like, that was it. Yeah, It's yeah. not as though you actually did leave the door open. To, yeah, I mean, things... like, a whole other country. So yeah, exactly. Like, also, you know, don't you don't need to rush your decision to be like, oh, like back together sort of thing it all just kind of happened very organically and like just naturally and really easily and then also yeah it's just all very different and like you just have to be quite intuitive I guess in that situation because I think um also again for you as a person who um really struggles with change and thanks for reminding me like I said (laughs) what's healthy to know is that when something is not good for you or not sitting well with you like, you know, even if it's uncomfortable or not, it's a harder thing to do. Like, long-term, it's going to be so much more beneficial and you, you should do it sort of thing. So, like, don't... You know, people just kind of, like, really drag something out because they don't want to face the difficult topic or face a difficult situation. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's just... It's, it's getting the balance right, isn't it? Like, it's, it's very good to be a loyal person, I think, and, like, committed, but, like, also... You know, don't go to the extent of like being like, oh my god, I'm gonna fight to the very end. Yeah, like, like almost trap yourself for no for reason. Something and then like, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you've got, we've all got options, you know. What would you say is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself being in a relationship? That, um, <laughs> not to be so self-absorbed, no. Um, yeah, I mean, all relationships are gonna be give and take, aren't they? Like, you can't. Because also, if you think about it, like, could you be in a relationship with your best friend at the end of the day and not ever get annoyed with them? Like, yeah, no. no. Exactly. Like, you can't have unrealistic all, expectations. Yeah, it's all give and take, and I think it's all, um, yeah, like, at the end of the day, someone might want to do something one way, you might want to do something one way. It's, it's all compromise, yeah. That's compromise, what I was trying to say. Compromise, yeah. That is a thing that I think is um, discuss, talk. Um, Communication. Communicate. Communication well, is... Is key. key. Yeah, it really is. And what's um, some advice that you would give yourself as like an early... You as a 
an almost 30 year old giving someone who is about to enter their 20s or the beginning of their 20s like what is the advice that you would have given yourself do you know what that's actually a lot longer than you think like um now looking back yeah like you have you actually have got so much time like my yeah there's just been such a vast amount of experience and things that have happened and stuff so you have time and also I think that just yeah like go with the flow with it um don't yeah be on this mad rush to do whatever you think everyone else is doing and and think you should be doing um you know play your own game and I'm sure it'll all fit you know together really and also like you know like I guess um be around people I guess maybe more so than others that you think are going to help you on that journey and nurture you you, yeah yeah, sort of thing like to help you on that kind of path of discovery really so I think it's be true to yourself learn to become more open and vulnerable and I think rest kind of falls into place really Mm. and also don't be deterred if like also have some really terrible terrible times because it is really like well like anything is like you know path of figuring your shit out. What would you say, as we're wrapping up the podcast, has been, um, what would you say, sorry, is something that you feel the most uncertain about at this particular time? Well, 2020 ever end. Um, no, um, that sounds quite dark and depressing. But uh, I mean, it's going to end at the end of December. I hope so. Um, what am I uncertain about? I'm uncertain about... Um, will there be a vaccine? Stop talking about COVID, Tanya. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, I mean... Who knows what my 30s has in store, really? That's what I'm uncertain about. But am I fearful? No. Oh, no. Fear. 40s come has at no me. no place here. Yeah. Well, okay. Why, maybe just skip the 30s, go straight to 40s. Yeah, sure. And what do you feel the most certain about? Certain about um, that even if stuff feels terrible, like, believe it or not, there's always a way out. What's that? There's a Florence the Machine song where she says it's always darkest before the dawn. Why? Yeah, is, that that's, is that deep? That's that deep. Um, Tan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Sipping tea with Miss T. Oh, yeah, cheers. cheers yeah. Spilling tea. Spilling tea. I hope we've not spilled tea. Otherwise, no, it's an expensive you. bill. I feel like I didn't ask you anything during any of that. <laughs> I don't. I, you don't get to. That's. I'm. But you need an, an episode. Character. You need an episode like where should we flip the table? Um, Perhaps. Maybe put a uh, poll out there to see if people enjoyed this and that I should become the... <laughs> okay. Yes, but it's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Unsur oh, 20s no and I can't problem. wait to see you into your Unsur 30s. Stop it, new season. New season coming. Boom, bitch. Um, and we will be back very soon. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. Oh, if Always you like so the, good. You're so good at this. If you enjoy the podcast, then please like, rate and subscribe. And um, edited, as always, by the lovely Noam. And thank you for to Robbie as well for the amazing new recording space. We will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.